This is Generation Green's Wildflower Project, the podcast that starts conversations to create connections on this journey we're all doing called life. Together, we can grow through what we go through and bloom in spite of it all. So let's be like wildflowers and see where the wind blows us. Welcome to Generation Green's Wildflower Project. I'm your host, Sherry Soby, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Allison Gilbert. Hi, Allison. Hello. And Pam. <laughs> Pam Johnson. <laughs> and our very special guest, uh, Sheena Grob. Hi, Sheena. Hi. So for those of you that don't know, Sheena Grob is a singer, songwriter, and uh, actually, I would say storyteller. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because your songs really tell a story. And mm -hmm. I think they come from a place of like emotion that's deep inside that you all of a sudden just release. And uh, it just kind of forms this beautiful song mm -hmm. that so many people, I think, relate to. And so thank you for sharing those oh, songs you. with us. Um, you have three albums now. Mm -hmm. And I just actually before I left, I was listening to... Um, the uh, Breakless Heart, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Which was beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, where did that one come from? Oh my that's goodness. that's your latest, right? It, it was my latest. Um, that that album felt like it was a long time coming for me and, and kind of the culmination of a bunch of different things that were happening in my world. But um, really breaking through the final kind of piece of my own emotional breakdown, breakthrough, sometimes they're the same thing. And um, realizing that it was actually in my broken heart that I was going to find the pieces of my wholeness. Mm. And that's where that whole concept came from. Um, I, I remember hearing a quote that kind of inspired it as well. Um, when someone who works in like the most impoverished places in the world was asked how you do that every day, like how can you face such pain and struggle every day and, and still choose to do that with your life? And they said, because when I allow my heart to break, even a thousand times a day, behind that, I know there is a heart that will never break. <laughs> and for me, I just, I really relaxed into my way of being in the world, which is very, I am very connected to my emotions. And I allow myself to feel my sadnesses because I realized that to prevent feeling my sadnesses also prevents such richness in the joys that I can feel. It's kind of like two sides of the same coin for me. Mm -hmm. And um, and so out of that, I really, that that's where a lot of that music came from in that record. And so this is something like, you started singing like when you were really, really small, like mm -hmm. two or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, you've done some research, have yeah. you, Pam? <laughs> <laughs> and then you were songwriting though very young as well. Absolutely. At 10 years old, you are right. And she doesn't even have notes in front of her. And I didn't even write those ones down. But so where did that all come from? Like, were you, did you have somebody that was kind of, uh, in, you know, like kind of um, teaching you these things, inspiring you to do those things? Like an, someone that was kind of like a role model that was already doing that? Well, you know what? I I have to credit my mother with being my very first influence. She was a music teacher and she loved more like Broadway musicals and, you know, she's got a big voice and I used to watch her sing and just admire how much she loved what she did with her music. And, and she went on to, you know, teach choirs and uh, she was an educator. Um, but the songwriting piece was something I'd never really witnessed in anyone in my family doing. And um, it was something that just evolved naturally for me. I started writing um, 
phrases more so around eight years old when I went through a, a pretty difficult loss in my life. And um, out of that loss, I lost my grandmother, who was a primary parent to me. Mm-hmm. We lived in a small town farmyard yeah. where um, she was absolutely, uh, I had three parents, <laughs> my mom, mm-hmm. my dad, and my grandmother. Um, and that's how it is in small town cultures sometimes. And uh, when she passed away, I just remember my whole life feeling like it had changed and I didn't really have a language to process those feelings, uh, but songwriting became that. And so out of that that huge loss came this beautiful gift. That's wonderful. It's so therapeutic too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just, without even knowing it probably, you it, it was therapy. I'm sure you, Absolutely. people encouraged you, but did anybody ever say to you, hey, you need to start writing because no. it's therapeutic? Truly, this was happening behind closed doors. I would, yeah. I would, I would play and sing, and I don't think my my mother even realized I was writing songs until I had an opportunity to record an album around sixteen. And oh, she's really? like, "That young? You know yeah." She's like, "You have, you know." eight songs that you could record on your little, you know, demo album. And she was kind of shocked. She didn't realize that I was as active in it as I was. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I think because, yeah, you can't always articulate the words of how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. But the emotion has kind of like its own kind of language, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like those words maybe wouldn't go together in a sentence, but emotionally – they fit together perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes I even find if I sing a song, regardless of what the words are, if I'm feeling something I intend to help communicate to an audience, they'll respond accordingly, regardless of what the song. So, you know, that really lends to even classical music, yeah. how moving it can be without words. Mm-hmm. Well, moving definitely is one of the things that you feel when you, because you travel with Lisa Scrivens mm-hmm. and I heard you at IM Festival, and when you opened with that uh, song, um, what is it called again? Sorry, Arms of an Angel. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, like goosebumps and everything, and oh, you and just felt it like that—that that energy and that spirit, totally. And yeah. Sarah McLaughlin is is tied to my heart as well. So that song in itself mm-hmm. is magic, and, yeah. And then paired with what Lisa does and why we were gathered there, and it's just ugh. Yeah, yeah, so she is definitely someone that uh, is influential for you because you you have some similar mm-hmm. kind of sound, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's I mean, high praise. Missing. I feel like she's in another caliber, and I I'm really grateful to. Oh no! You oh no! I think you guys are in the same. Yeah. And Nora Jones, mm-hmm. like Nora Jones as well, right? Mm-hmm. So that my this this I'm I'm gonna just ask that question. So who else inspires you, hmm. like to write or or? Well, oddly enough, I had such a small um, repertoire of music to draw from growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Lorena McKennett, the oh, Rankin family. Lorena Yeah. Sarah McGlock. Like just the this small little cohort of, of singers that I was listening to quite young that really seemed to influence my sound early. But now I'm just so open to anything I can get my hands on, especially with this songwriting course I'm doing right now, uh, writing for TV and film as well. It's just really opening up this brand new avenue of almost, you you collaborate with those you listen to, literally. Mm -hmm. Like there's everything you hear is affecting you as an artist when you're open to that. So. Well, I think that's one of the things, too, that I've noticed with you, um, and firsthand as well, but is your ability to connect with the people that you're with and truly see 
what it is they need from their from that session, mm-hmm. whether it's a whether it's a songwriting or journaling or whether you know, like I had the honor of being with Sheena for a gift of life um, songwriting, and we did. There was a few of us families who had lost children and gifted their organs and we sat with Sheena and it was an amazing experience and you just seemed to know exactly what to do what to say to draw people out it was it was incredible because it's a very difficult very emotional time and you just seem to have I don't know I I don't even want to say patience because that that implies that maybe there is impatience at some point but you were just so I don't know, so... um, Healing. Yeah, I guess that's the word. So healing and so connected in such a natural way. Mm -hmm. But uh, the way you draw people out and the right... You're writing. I love your writing. I tell (laughs) people how you... I didn't know what to write. And you gave us all a pen and some paper and said... Start writing. You got five minutes. Yeah. You're not turning the bell off or the bell's not going <laughs> off for five minutes. Yeah. And if all you have to write is, I have no idea what to write. I have no idea what to write. <laughs> start writing it because something will come. Yeah. And, and then, I remember that was the same thing out at um, IM Festival. So yeah. I, I I can see how that, that, that free flow writing yeah. where you just like stop thinking, don't worry about your punctuation or how you're spelling or yeah. if it makes any sense. Yeah. Just let it flow. And it feels Absolutely. like a minute later yeah. and that bell's going off. You're going, uh-uh, I'm not <laughs> done yet. Yeah. So I have more to say here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it can still be hard for me to start writing even when I know like once I put that pen to paper, something will come. Uh, it's a little intimidating still um, because – it's almost like relinquishing some of our power and trusting right. that we're just going to accept whatever we are contributing today. And that's another form of self-love, I think, because we want to judge and edit and right. you know correct yeah. everything that we're putting forward or you want to judge it because it's not a fully formed song completely and it can just be one of those things that we can just be hard on ourselves over mm-hmm. or we can learn to embrace it for the beauty that it's becoming and that it already is in its form. It must be so rewarding doing it with some of the youth groups that you've dealt with. Mm, it it has been. I've been blown away. Yeah. That's a whole other kind of brilliance when yeah. working with young people and going in thinking I have something to teach them and learning that they're they're going to teach me <laughs> <laughs> everything I need to know. It, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been wonderful. That's fantastic because yeah. I love that the Jet song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that's Jet one song? of my favorites. Yeah. I don't know this song. It, it has a line. I, we were, I we were in the hockey song. Yeah. The jazz oh, okay. song, we were inspired by, we, I was just trying to draw out of this group that was having a hard time, you know, feeling like they can do this, right? And so I was trying to prove to them they have something to say, whether they maybe know it yet or not. And uh, I asked them, you know, what was the last thing that they were kind of disappointed about? We started there. And one of the participants said, well, the Jets lost last <laughs> night. And that was really disappointing. And so we, our first line in the song was, oh, no, the Jets lost again. And we unfolded this, you know, discovery about, you know, we, eventually the song became about loss in general. But it, it really was this incredible, beautiful mural of thought and expression and, and relating to different aspects of life that these oh, kids yeah. were coming up with. It was amazing. Oh, and I love that you probably, each one of those kids that were involved in it, from that second forward, from that day forward, has probably looked at life just a mm-hmm. smidge differently in mm-hmm. how to express themselves because it makes you think. 
Mm-hmm. Like I went to that one and I thought, there's no way. I have no idea what's coming out of this because I am not a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing the words that you pulled from each one of us and incorporated into a song and how each one of us then started saying, oh, no, that doesn't work. That needs to go here. Right. This needs to go there. And then all of a sudden, we're all these pros that are writing this song. Exactly. <laughs> well, we all love music. We yes. all hear it on the radio. Yes. And whether we know it or not, we know what sounds good to the ear yeah. and what doesn't. Yeah. We know when something's off, even if we can't describe it. And so uh, when you start to really break down those elements and empower people to see that part in themselves, that you have an opinion. You have an opinion about what music you like. Yeah. And that's valid. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, you know, ultimately what's decided for this song, but it's just, you know, finding your voice. Yes. I love that part. I love the emotional release part. And, you know, being an artist, I like I'm a artist artist not a songwriting god don't even make me sing like that would just be the worst um but i i I understand and appreciate um the release that you get from it the emotional release from Mm. it the healing that Mm. comes from that so and i think even anybody just listening to your words can get taken away in that Mm. um and somehow find something that resonates with them as well yeah. You know, and find healing there as well, um, just in words, because words are so powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the word empowerment, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that is key. You Absolutely. really do empower people, and I love that you empowered those kids. And Pam, mm-hmm. you would you would understand that, because that's what you do, mm-hmm. you know, for a living. You know, you coach kids, and so I we think... We talk. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah you I, li- do. I really love this idea, actually, and it just kind of, again... Aside from blowing bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> blowing bubbles. Can you write a song about blowing bubbles? Absolutely. <laughs> Just let me know what you need and we got you. Yeah. No, Pam believes the whole world should be blowing bubbles yeah. uh, and we'd all be in happy places. But I love um, that you both target the youth because yes, the youth, yes. you know, like target them young and help them, give Absolutely. them the tools that they need to get through some of the crap that maybe we didn't. Yes. Yeah. You yes, know, absolutely. It's, it's tough. Yes, it really is. And I think that this has naturally led you now into another uh, area of healing. And uh, talk a little bit about that, maybe, and uh, how the two go together so well. Yeah, well, um, a number of years ago, I, I I don't, did you end up seeing my TED Talk? I've, I've shared it far and wide in, in some capacities, but I did a TED Talk in 2015, um, and it was sharing my experience with a doctor, Dr. Doug Tarin, who helped me learn how to process my emotions in a literal way, like how to direct um, different forms of crying, how to be present with my body as I'm feeling, you know, different forms of maybe it's alone or insignificant, inadequate, helpless. There were so many different uh, feelings that were kind of all meshed up as one in my body. I didn't know how to sort them out and define them. It just felt like anxiety or it felt like I feel overwhelmed. And when you break that down into each situation, you can really learn even more about, well, let's look at that a little deeper. What are you overwhelmed about? What is, what happened? What, and so, um, from that experience, I, I really started to piece together the, effect of emotions on my physical body as well. Um, I was diagnosed with MS when I was 16. And that was both a tragedy and a huge gift all wrapped up into one. Um, It happened so young that I was still, you know, very, um, very open to it not going 
in a negative direction. I had a really positive attitude about it. And I'm very happy I did have that attitude. Um, but I, I learned as well that I was repressing some of my fears as well. I was really not allowing my body to grieve and to express and to um, find words for all the uncertainty that went along with that diagnosis at the time. And when I met this doctor, uh, it was like he just looked into my soul and saw the little girl inside that was so scared and so um, uncertain about her future. And he just sat with me there and he, he allowed that part of my, I would say my, my spirit, my soul, my, my, my inner child, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was just that vulnerable place inside myself that I, I didn't want to let anyone see. I had trained myself to not let anyone see that part. And I think as a culture, we do that, right? We protect Absolutely. those vulnerable parts. And, uh, but the interesting thing was that when I started to honor that and let out some of the feelings that I wanted to pretend I didn't feel, um, I actually started to feel physically better. Mm. My physical symptoms were starting to diminish. My, my, um, the numbness in my left arm was starting to get better immediately. And um, I felt in better control of my body as I allowed myself to hear what was really going on. That's amazing. And, and, it, and it just started this incredible journey uh, and learning to listen to my body. So I now, um, all that said, I now help and assist and coach others in learning the language of their body and what their emotions are telling them and how to process them fully and properly in a safe space so that they can kind of arrive at the other side with a lot more peace and knowledge about themselves. Well, that's huge because when we're suppressing, um, it's, it's doing more havoc inside on our illness or on our disabilities or whatever it might be um, that we're struggling with or going through. And it'll come out in other ways even too. Mm -hmm. Like I was even looking at this the other day when I was getting um, eczema all of a sudden on my fingers, but just on my middle fingers, which was so strange. So I started Googling, why is this on my middle fingers? Like just the most bizarre thing. Apparently it could be like suppressed anger. When mm -hmm. I looked at the chakras, right? <laughs> I want to flip the bird to people. I don't know what it is. But yes, no, um, it, but it, it makes sense to me, right? So I'm suppressing that feeling. I don't like to ever be angry. I'm not comfortable with that emotion at all. But yeah, maybe there's some things that I'm, I'm not so, yeah. so happy about. And I'm really pushing it down, pushing it down. But it's got to come out somehow. And it's going to come out physically. Mm -hmm. Makes I, total sense. I really relate to you on that. Really? And I think there's, I, I see more of my clients, uh, especially women, that have a lot of difficulty honoring their anger yep. and finding a place for it in their lives, finding a language, uh, being comfortable with the fact that they're angry and, um, and, and, and also being aware that and underneath that anger can be other feelings that, you know, the anger is protecting also, right? So it's both. And some of us who are like really onto all this are kind of like, okay, I know that the anger is just hiding something else more vulnerable. So I'm going to try to bypass the anger and go <laughs> and find the little part of me that's hurting. But no, the anger has a place too. Yes. It really yeah. does. Yeah. It really does. When when expressed appropriately, it can be so powerful and healing in its own right. Well, I think that's it. A lot of us have never been given permission to express our anger or we weren't taught how to express it appropriately. Yes. And 
Yeah, I, I can totally see. And it made sense to me. Like, and I instinctively knew too, like, okay, this is something going on. And because it's not typical that I would have this. And so, yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to go and see where are these middle fingers connecting to mm-hmm. and what's going on and dive into it. And, and then it's like, you. yeah, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to not be in denial about this. Yeah, maybe I am angry. Maybe I am you know, frustrated about this or what have you. It's not socially acceptable though, is it? (laughs) No. (laughs) And that's what everything boils down to. It's like every conversation we have boils down to, but it's not socially acceptable. So that's why all these little issues start rearing their ugly heads. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think that you know, podcasts and groups like this are helping in in creating more of an acceptance culturally in that. And and obviously, you know, we have counselors and we have therapists and we have health coaches and life coaches for a reason, right? We want to create that safe space yeah. or we can really get as ugly as we need to get, have the ugly cries, Oprah would say, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 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 that that at least will you know, protect us from ourselves if we're afraid we're going to burst through the ceiling or something, right? Um, but I also see there being a real need for a cultural shift too in our schools and in our, Absolutely. you know, just more acceptance and more understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I agree fully with that. Yeah. I think our school system is so broken in so many ways and it boils down to not necessarily the teachers who are teaching but the restrictions that are put on them and what mm-hmm. the their curriculum is from, you know, from the top down. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's just, you know, it's it's cheaper. It's, again, not socially acceptable. So just mm-hmm. teach this, say that, don't do this, don't do that. And the well, kids and they're just not fall, taught either, right? They fall through the cracks. Well, they don't. And they're not yeah. prepared to. Yeah. Because I think we are going into a shift. I really mm-hmm. do think we are shifting. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like there's a shift in the whole world going on right now. Yeah. And kids are starting to go, no, mm-hmm. no, that's not right. And you're seeing like the horrific number of youth, very young youth uh, suicides. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. And if these kids are, you know, could just reach out and start feeling a little bit better about themselves and start being taught this in school, I, I don't know. I think I think things are going to change, mm-hmm. I, unfortunately. And not feeling so they, alone. I think yeah. that's the big one. Like when you talk specifically about, you know, suicide stuff, I think it is about that feeling of being so alone. Yeah. And I think the shift, though, that is happening is because there's so much access to information now. Mm-hmm. There's so much – people are talking. So right. that's already going to start making yeah. change, making waves, what have you. And I think like the, you know, the thing about podcasts – uh, specifically too, is that with us anyways, we're unscripted. We're just having a conversation. We, we talk just, a lot. We just talk, <laughs> yeah. right? We're just yeah. like, it's you brilliant. know, because it's like, well, but somebody else can relate to that, perhaps mm-hmm. what we're going through or, and we're all so uniquely different going through totally different things at different times. And yet, you know what, we can come together and still support each other through those things. Mm-hmm. And we're learning as we go along. Absolutely. We're learning as we go along. But how great is it to learn together and be feel that you're, you're, you're held together somehow? Absolutely. And, uh, that's and one of I the things so for, and I've, I know I've mentioned this a bunch of times, probably too many times, but for me, it was just the being heard and, and realizing that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. You know, just going to my grief counselor and waiting six months, three months, four months to tell him something that was bothering me because I thought he was going to like 
I don't know, call the authorities on me or what I was thinking was like so out there. Like he's just going to look at me and go, you're nuts. Like seriously, no, you need help. Like I can't help you. And he just look at me and he go, oh yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, that's normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's normal? But you mean other people think something, that? But when you're going but through you feel something, alone. you feel so alone. Yeah, yeah. But when you don't talk about it, and that's what I think we've been trying to do with this, is just put it out there that if you feel like something is bothering you and you're alone in it, I guarantee you, guarantee you, yeah. There are many, many, many others feeling the exact same way. Absolutely. And I think that's a, a lot of what you do and I feel through your songs and I hear through your songs. Like you hear and you feel mm-hmm. through your music. Mm-hmm. At least I do. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the music, the melody, what you're saying is one thing, but the music as well, it's just, it touches a spot mm-hmm. in me that just is, it's soothing, it's, I don't know. It grounds me. It brings me down to earth thinking, you know what? I'm not. It's funny because I think your music is very ethereal sometimes. And yet it brings me to earth. Mm. It keeps me grounded at the same time. Cool. And <laughs> that's really it's neat. just, I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's really important. So kudos to you on that Thank one. Thank you. You're that's doing it very, very well. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. I think just anything that allows us to get more in our bodies and out of the mind chatter and just feeling what's going on is a, a good thing. Yeah. And uh, especially when we have the tools to know how to deal with what's, you know, there's a lot of us walking around dissociated from our bodies because what's going on is just too painful. Right. Right. And, um, and we're coming to a place where we know collectively we need to start dealing with this stuff and and thankfully, the tools are starting to appear. So that's the good news, right? And our children, our youth, I'm an educator as well, I, a high school chemistry teacher for the blink of an eye. And I now speech, I, I now uh, speak to teachers in professional development days just about some of the emotional tools I've learned since being more focused on my education. And um, I'm just hearing a lot of feedback that the students are also leading leading this need right like they're they're showing us what they're needing in their behavior and in in you know whatever emotional outbursts or activities or questions are Mm -hmm. going on and and that's that's really powerful that's Mm -hmm. powerful Um, mm -hmm. and our poor teachers are holding on for dear life because they didn't grow up immersed in it but they're having to learn really fast and you know well that's what i was saying yeah they don't have the tools they don't you know like it it's like a doctor doesn't know everything either. They only know what they've been taught, right? Sure. And they try to dabble in those other areas, but it's exactly the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But we have to be open to it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's where the, the difference is, is if you're going to just stay in the same old, same old and not open to change at all or, you're not or gonna see becoming it. aware, you're not going to see it and yeah. you're not going to embrace it yeah. and you're not going to allow it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever have you ever done any songwriting with your group or Never. anything like that no because you come from a, a musical kind of family your son is a musician yes right he is so i so i think that's yeah you're you have, you have one family member i don't know where musical. i don't know where he got that from but um <laughs> oh really i don't oh we were just actually talking about it this weekend like we were hiking and he's got his guitar and i know we're hiking i saw it down in your the trails thing. and it was quite amazing but um we were actually talking because he's self-taught like guitar and mm-hmm. and writes music too and mm-hmm. yeah 
So he wants to come to your workshop, which Very is going to cool. be amazing. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, nice. I want to get my one of my daughters to come to your workshop. She's got all sorts of health issues, and she even admits that she feels that it's coming from somewhere deep within, but she can't put her finger on it. So. See, isn't that amazing how instinctively we yeah, know she knows. these things? She knows, and she's the first to admit it. She's yeah. going, I need to know where this is coming from, so I really want to get her... Yeah. She's in Vancouver, but I'd like to get her here okay. for it. <laughs> so, but yeah, creative outlets of any kind, I think, are are so uh, so good at just moving things, right? Mm-hmm. Stirring things up here and, uh, and getting getting a little bit of a release. So, speaking of workshops, so you've been doing workshops and you do all different kinds, whether mm-hmm. they're at IM Festival or private uh, workshops or the Tree of Life, what have you. Um, how do how does that how do you become a a teacher of songwriting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I it kind of fell in my lap um, when when the opportunity came. I think I was probably just teaching a class one day and we were bored and the kids needed something to do and I was like, hey, why don't we write a song? And I realized this was an area that needs some instruction. Sometimes um, I've been doing it for so many years, I didn't even realize that I have a method of how I arrive at at an outcome that you know works for me pretty consistently. And so I just began guiding the kids through it. And so now um, in in songwriting sessions, we get together and I just, I, I show people my method. I teach a few tools that have been really handy for me in exploring, you know, about songwriting. Um, I really encourage everyone to, uh, to recognize that they have something to contribute. Um, even two weeks ago at my last songwriting workshop, one of the participants was saying, after she did her five-minute free-flow writing, she's like, I only wrote down five words. I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't think I have much to contribute here. And I'm like, <laughs> why don't you share your five words and we'll see what, what comes out of that. And, and, um, and she shared her words. They were, they were very moving and appropriate for what we were writing about. Not silly. Not It was wonderful. And um, as a group, we just wrote sentences around those words. And they were, it was the perfect way to start the song. Wow. And uh, and she was, her eyes were just, what? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the beauty about collaborating is like what, where one person has a strength, someone else, you know, might be weaker and they can come together and support each other. And so it's kind of huge advocate over here for collaboration. Yeah. 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 Totally. I, I love collaboration. Yeah. I think that um, there's not enough of it that people start to feel um, insecure sometimes when they're threatened. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, you know, then you have all of this, who am I, who do I think I am kind of thing. But collaboration is like the most beautiful thing. I, I can't believe the support in collaboration, the the amazing things that come from collaboration. So if any kind. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that this is a, a really great uh, thing that you're doing. And you're doing like when you're doing it for the different types of um, healing, um, I guess, opportunities, whether it's with the um, what is that called again? The tree of the, the gift of life, the gift of life. What do I want to call it? The tree of life. There was a tree of life. Well, there there the gift of life has a tree of life. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. So I got confused with that one. But um yeah, I think that's wonderful. So that's definitely something we want to plan. Mm-hmm. Well, we have kind of planned. We have. we have a date. So we're going to make sure that that's uh, put on the website and we'll give you a link on how to register for it. For July the 3rd, it'll be from 7 to 9 p.m. with the lovely Sheena and uh, and all of us here too. Of course, we're going to have to come. And uh, I, yeah, I'm so looking forward to that because I have taken your songwriting out at I Am. So that's just a little taste of it, mm-hmm. how it kind of goes. And uh, I... 
again. I was yeah. like, oh, I, I think I'm going to go to this songwriting. Why? I don't know, even know because I don't even, I don't, I don't even sing. <laughs> but I just felt drawn to go. And I thought it was pretty incredible how that all came together. It was just like, I love doing puzzles. So it's kind of like, was like exactly a puzzle. exactly what it is like. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And the more I can kind of take a back seat when that part starts to happen, like yeah. I, I normally will, you know, take maybe more of a lead in the beginning. And then once the pieces are, are there and we start to see, I might write the first verse or something. And then everybody, you know, jumps in because they see what's happening, right? And it gets really exciting. Yeah. yeah, that's why I love it. It's just the magic starts happening. Yeah. You're just like you're the little, the, you're the magician with totally. the wand. Totally, here we go. I know <laughs> we're, we're making the magic happen. I know and that's such a beautiful way to give back as well because mm-hmm. you've got this God given talent um, that is just so beautiful, and it's such a nice expression to be able to to give back to 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 others. So I mean, I I don't know, I'm. I'm very impressed with that. I love it when I see people who are talented and humbled by their own abilities at the same time because mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. It's it's a beautiful talent and it's a nice gift to be able to share with other people. And it is totally a gift. Yeah. Right? It is a gift. Absolutely. Um, when you can have something that's just been God-given to you, yeah. what have you, and then be able to help people heal and move forward and uh, ex- express themselves, whatever, um, that is a gift. Especially when those sure. people feel stuck. Yeah. You know, and don't know. They know that there's – they want to – it's it's this – there's got to be something in here that's coming out. Well, and, and that's a whole other kind of uh, area and conversation that I, I talked to people about because for a lot of years I I I focused on my craft and I focused on my career and I focused on you know what my goals were what I thought my goals should be and I noticed that there was this tremendous emptiness in that um for a while until until I realized that it's not just about, you know, I I can give the songs, I can make products, I can connect with my audiences that way. But until I realized that this was a uh, a unifying experience, that people were listening to this music and connecting to it for themselves, and that I had something so much more profound to offer than just my own. I mean, my own experience on it in itself was helpful, but when I really got involved in it, like when I really started to open up that door and say, hey, I'm a person, you're a person, this is my experience, how can we share in that? How can we, you know, how can, I, how can what I'm going through support what you're going through? Mm-hmm. And, and that's where it started to get really nourishing yeah. on so many levels. So many levels. Like, it was really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of how many music artists actually think about that, about the effects that her music has on people yeah. and what people take from that, um, especially when you look at, you know, the music, some of the music that's coming out today. I worry with my my children. <laughs> Sometimes, what are you listening to? <laughs> right. Right? It's like, those words are somewhere going in there and they're going to stay. And it's like, that's scary. So it's an enormous amount of responsibility, too. It, it absolutely is yeah 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 I mean it it, it is a double-edged sword yeah. it can be a healing profound incredible experience and you can create a bunch of crap too and yes. uh, that serves nobody <laughs> and just you know propagates need and want and selfishness or whatever you yeah, know right. like both can happen and um I guess I guess there's uh 
you know, there's a development we can recognize even in what we gravitate towards listening to, right? Mm -hmm. Like the songs we listened to when we were yes. 14, you know, may not be what we really find nourishment in at, you know, 35 or 40. I'm really hopeful in that statement because I just came from my cottage where I listened to my <laughs> nephew listening to I swear the demons from hell were playing in my living sure. room <laughs> it was sure. death metal like I I'm just looking at him going where is this coming from yeah, and he's I going, know. It's awesome I'm yeah going, is it though <laughs> right right well you know what I'm going to chime in there and say that my uh, my husband was a heavy metal guy oh really and in his earlier years he was he loved it he got such energy from that and um upon like evaluating some of his lyrics I was like okay what when I was like dating him and stuff I'm like, what, what what's he all about what's what's this <laughs> heavy metal music all about and I was astonished at some of the brilliance that and the and lyrics. and yeah, and profound truth that was sung mm -hmm. by some of these groups, not all of them. I know, yeah. I know, like any type of music can have a bunch of crap. So it, it's definitely across the board. But, um, you know, that, that was inspiring for me because it opened my eyes to the reality that so many of us have different, you know, we might lean towards this type of music right. or that. We might lean towards a more aggressive expression, uh, which circling back to our talk about anger, um, that can be a really healthy way oh, for true. some people to focus on their anger and, and release it in a healthier way, right? But yeah. it can also be both. So it's one of those things that, you know, you got to find what works for you. Interesting. And when you think about uh, the, the youth especially tend to go more towards, you know, that angrier sound, yeah. right? And sometimes I when I sit back and I reflect on that based on my own work, I wonder, um, is that the beginning of them being able to identify that they have unprocessed anger that they need to look at? Um, is that possibly a window for them to even see themselves? Interesting. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's something to ponder, but I think it's interesting what you just said though, because it leads me to, I'm my whole, my, you always say you're, you do New Year's res resolutions or intentions. I do intentions. I yeah. don't really do anything at the at new year, but my recent intention is to be less judgmental because mm -hmm. it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never thought of myself as being really judgmental, but I'm really judgmental. Or opinionated. Opinionated, but yeah. it's still a judgment. You're yeah, still looking at somebody we and, and that, making though. an assumption yeah. that and, – and so listening to my nephew play, listen to his music, I'd love now to go back and Are you find angry? the lyrics. <laughs> no, I want to go listen to the lyrics now and go, what yeah. are the lyrics all about? Because well, just because it sounds angry doesn't mean that the lyrics aren't really empowering or releasing or, you know, healthy. You know what? It, I'm sure it, it. I'm sure it, it can happen both ways. Yeah. You could be totally appalled by the lyrics, Absolutely. or you could be. You know, this yeah. isn't. This is an advocate. This person is advocating for something that's not right in our culture, and they're trying they're to express that. You know. <laughs> so anyway, it, it's it's something found that to ponder. interesting though that comment you made because yeah. it's like you never know. Yeah. Well, I fell in love with my husband, and so there there's something to be said about the journey of his heart and what yeah. he's gone through too. So exactly the other the other thing I found I I did kind of um, a thing with youth where we looked at song lyrics and what we get out of song lyrics, mm. and I remember there was this one. Oh, I hope I'm saying this right, like Lady Gaga song, and I just thought it was so negative, and it was just all about I can't even remember the lyrics right now. Um, oh, do. What, how, I'm not going to sing it, but 
um, do what you want to my body or something uh, like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, and I just thought it was such a negative song. And then one of the youth said, well, I think she's just talking to like people about media and they're airbrushing her and they're, they're, you know, and she's telling them you can do what you want to my body, but you're not going to take my soul. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Right. Yeah. So I think even sometimes how we interpret music. Absolutely. But it, it's kind of like what you said at the beginning. Like if we're having a day whether it's a really crappy day. And sometimes we hear a song and we think, oh my God, like this, I totally resonate with this song, right? So yeah, it's, it, music is so powerful. Absolutely. And I know that people can't see, but I just love how your eyes light up when you talk. About <laughs> it's so beautiful. So uh, yeah, you can tell that you love what you do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do yeah. love it. I do yeah. love it. And I'm so, I'm so lucky that uh, I'm in love with my life the way mm-hmm. that I want to be. You know, I think that for a time I, I was on different paths that weren't really honoring what I felt was my purpose. And at this point in my life, I'm just so glad. It, and it, it sounds like you're all doing similar work, you know, that the, the stuff that really lights you up on the inside. So it's a good on you. Yeah. It's yeah. A process. And that's it what is. I'm going to say. Like at this point, I think we all, when you were saying about, you know, the different stages in our lives and how there's different music that inspires us or, or that we're needing and we don't even realize it perhaps because I remember I had those sappy love song moments, right? Yes. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and then there's now it's like, oh, there's this song I I've been just bopping to in my car like crazy. It just seems to make me come alive. I can't even remember the name of it though. I'm a really bad, uh, um, song title, title <laughs> artist kind of put it together. I was like, oh, I know that song. And then I got to snap a, a picture of it so that I remember yep. it. Yeah. Anyways, there's this this one song that is just, it could be my theme song right now. And I think that's it, right? We have these theme kind of songs. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also like, I'm, I'm at this point too, where I love things that nourish me. And I like that word that you use, that nourish my soul, that um, raise me to a different vibration almost, you know? So I'm definitely really drawn to that at this stage in my life. Absolutely. And I think... Uh, so I can see because I was a huge ACDC fan back oh, in the day. Me too. Yeah. Van Halen. Oh, <laughs> Let's show our age here, ladies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. we're definitely showing our age. Yeah, definitely. Whatever. I know. Uh, it, it's been so fun. My sister and I are actually playing this game back and forth right now. Um, with especially music has been a big one because there's so much memory attached to yeah. uh, to songs, and so we've been doing this flashback kind of. Um, this flashback thing where we just kind of send something. It's like, oh my gosh, right? Like I just sent her something yep. from the Beach Boys Little Deuce Coop. Oh my we gosh. We used to do like these little That's shows fun. with it. But the emotional attachment to those songs is so amazing. It's quite beautiful. It I is. Know. It is. So this is amazing because this is episode 19 and the last episode that you're going to hear is going to be just us saying goodbye for a couple of months here while we reconvene. And uh, well, definitely when we're ending it off with uh, with Sheena Grob, which has been just amazing um, and the songwriting workshop, which I'm so excited about. And I was going to ask you, so your husband is a musician. He is. Because yeah. I knew you had recently gotten married. Mm-hmm. Like it hasn't been that long, right? Well, it's been, it'll be two years coming up this September. Okay. Wow. How time flies. It does fly. <laughs> 
I just remember seeing that I think a post about that. So he's a musician as well. He is. So is yeah. there going to be some collaboration happening? I hope. I, really? We, we sit down and we dabble together, but that was not the focus of our connection beginning. We just wanted to keep the music separate because it can be kind of, I, I don't know, confusing if you have a musical connection, but you're not putting your relationship first. Then right. For us, I've been down that road. Yes, yeah. So, um, but, but, but now, yeah, now that we're kind of on the same path and we're, our lives have joined, we're kind of excited for that next chapter because it's, yeah, it's unexplored and it's going to be great. We're building a tiny home on wheels this summer. Oh, oh you're kidding. That's awesome. We have been visioning this for, since we met and we're so excited. It's, it's, we're doing it out in Steinbach uh, over the next couple months. So you'll see pictures of that. I'm sure I'll be sharing. That's great. Yeah. And so where are you going to go with this tiny home? Well, we, our idea is we have, um, we want to possibly build, I shouldn't, I'll just say, this is the vision. This is the, the vision, vision, but I don't know what's the vision. <laughs> we, we, we would it's love. It's good to throw it to the universe too, I right? Know. Okay. I know. We're going to start with one in Manitoba, but we also want to possibly have one in Demon Island, uh, where we've connected with a, a group at the Hermitage. Um, mm-hmm. Demon Island is amazing. I don't even know this place. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is, uh, our paradise and we were connected to it this summer. We went there for a 10 day silent retreat and stayed for two months. Oh, wow. And not just silent though for two not, months. <laughs> not silent, but just, oh my gosh, like this, this will be my retirement plan at some point. I would love to go and sit in my tiny home on Demon Island and just sing songs and meditate. And where is this? Uh, well, it's uh, south of Courtney, north of Nanaimo. Okay, and um, there's it's a there's a little meditation spiritual retreat center where people go and they meditate or they just enjoy a teacher like a yoga instructor or um, it it has a Tibetan Buddhist kind of heartbeat, but open to any. It's not really dogmatic in that way. It's not focused on you know one right. teaching or another it's open to anything but uh mm, i, I love it and mm. we wanted to go there my husband and i and, and help them build a food forest over the next number of years and um and, but we're gonna start with one here in manitoba maybe one there and i don't know maybe one in costa rica someday Ooh. when i <laughs> that's that's my my hope my vision. Oh my goodness, that's a that's good vision. Mm-hmm. And what a wonderful thing to do together. I know. Well, he this this really this was always something I imagined for myself, but he he can make it happen. He okay. he's a builder, so he's built a magnificent house on his own and has done lots of. Inc- he's an an incredible visual artist, and um, so yeah. Oh, that's, how exciting. That's, it's going to be fun. I, I'm excited to share. I've kept things kind of, you know, yeah. private. My private life is pretty private, but... And we call you out on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I brought him sharing. up, so Thanks for sharing. it's totally cool. <laughs> oh, I yeah. can't wait to follow this this summer. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be we're, fun. We're, exci- we're going to film it and, yeah. you know, have some footage and stuff, so... Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what else do you have planned? Well, we're going to we're gonna go back out to BC, do some touring, and... Um, Again, connecting with that, you know, community. I have uh, a songwriting conference in California in, uh, I think, August. So I'm going to go back and connect with this uh, this group that I'm doing songwriting for. And that's been, it's going to be a really cool thing to tie into the songwriting that we do at our workshop in July. Because mm-hmm. I've been getting all of this uh, additional 
you know, not only my songwriting since eight years old, but now this new vision and this new intention where, okay, you're going to write a song for this movie, for this scene where this woman is seeing her long lost, you know, high school boyfriend for the first time after 15 years and, you know, and, and write that. Yeah. Create a song for that moment. And I'm really enjoying it. So that's another little piece I can bring to our, our workshop as well. Something oh, to can't inspire wait. us. Maybe we can write uh, a new wildflower song. There you ah. go. Were you thinking that? Hey, theme song. <laughs> theme song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had to just do some, you know, what is that called? I had to pick out some music, right? From something with no words and just, just my voice over top. But yeah, we need a, we need a theme song, girls. I think we do. Okay. We're mm-hmm. going to write one. That's awesome. I'm so down. I'm feeling inspired. We're doing yeah. it. Who's the singer? Not me. Not me or either. Trust me, you do not want me. Oh, yeah. We have a friend who knows how to sing. Perfect. Oh, there you go. Perfect. So, okay. I am I'm really excited about this workshop uh, and I'm going to write a song. Are you going to write a song? I've already written a song with Sheena. Oh, okay. But I, <laughs> I'm co-written a song gonna, with write, several other people. I'm going to write something. We're gonna. I'm going to be part of the group. I'm going to participate. Yeah. But it's going to inspire you more. I'm going to do something else with it too. Yeah. Great. So I feel like it's. But it, even whether it's songwriting, it's like it's like poetry almost yeah. too. Absolutely. Right? So it, just to be able to to write more and and I think is important. Like the the written word is is losing its uh its place. Like. You know, we live in such a digital age right. now, right? Yeah. Well, we you know need to do I, all we can to nurture it. Exactly. And what I took from it is I still, I, I've never been good at journaling and I've been told that you, you need to journal, but it's just something that I have a difficult time making myself do. And I always feel you should never force yourself to do something. But every now and again, I will pick up my journal and I will grab a pen and I will set my timer for five minutes, just like I was taught by Sheena. Uh, and I will start to write. And my timer will go off and I'll go, shut up. I'm keep I'm not done yet. And I will keep writing. And I can do like 10 pages. And I just kind of like, bleh, like it's all out there. And I go back and read it, and it is a hot mess. <laughs> it there is nothing, there is no sense to it whatsoever. But it's every single emotion that has crossed through my head, and some of them that have crossed by one another at the at the moment that I was writing them. And so and it's just like a ah, it is. It's afterwards, therapeutic. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. whether and sometimes you- I don't even go back and read it. I just close my book. Yeah. Put my pen down and I go, all right, I'm good. Let's yeah, go. I'm going to start this day. Yeah. I, I feel good now. Out. Yeah, Absolutely. totally. Because it's a therapy thing for me and it's yeah. not, you know, there's no word or there's no music to it. It's just, it's just words on a paper. Absolutely. But it started with, it started with you because mm-hmm. everybody told me, my grief counselor, my, I've had so many therapists tell me, you know, journal, journal, you got to journal, mm-hmm. journal, journal, journal. And it's like, I don't do that. You know, I always thought I was going to be a writer someday, but I just, I don't know. Maybe it's a confidence thing. I, I don't know where to well, start. I think that's it. I think that even people just hearing, okay, it's a songwriting workshop. You're going to get intimidated by that. It doesn't have to mean that you're going to no. be writing songs for your for a living or anything. Yeah. It's about just getting expression. I think the last... So we all have something to say. Right? Yeah. So I think yeah. the last time I started writing, I just started it off. I hit my timer and I went... I have no idea what I'm going to write. I just know that I'm in a really shitty place right now. And then from there, I like I said, it was like pages and pages and pages of it. And mm-hmm. I just shut my phone off when it beeped because I was annoyed with my phone. Like, how dare you interrupt me? But uh, 
if you can take that and then put it to music, I mean, you're not taking every word, obviously. You're taking like a word from here and a, a, sentence, a phrase from over there mm -hmm. and you're making a beautiful song. You're getting those feelings out mm -hmm. and other people connect. It's totally. huge. And you're huge. creating, you're creating a, a big ocean of um, opportunities to draw from and create from and, and something that we can all c contribute to. Right. But not only that, I, I find anyway that writing in my journal and, and really making the, that intention to set that timer, get out everything that I have to get out, I'm amazed at the unending wealth of thought and idea that's there. Because yeah. in the beginning, you think, ugh, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a blank day. I'd have nothing to say. But as soon as you invite that, once you it start, once you provide the space, turn it off. build it and they will come. <laughs> yeah. Open the space for it and the words will flow. Yeah. I like that. Invite it. Mm -hmm. Right? You have to invite yeah. and allow those things to happen. And uh, there's so much healing uh, from there. Yeah. I agree. I'm loving that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am, uh, I'm feeling just... Just great. I, I just love this, you know, this talk of emotion because it just makes me feel like uh, we're just moving in the right direction. Yeah, I want a big <laughs> hug. Thank you. No, it's just so lovely. You know, I'm, I'm loving the energy in this room right now. And I'm loving just how, you know, the people that we've been meeting in these past 19 episodes here and, and uh, the, the vibration, like you said, when we're feeling it. And it's all because of people like you, Sheena, mm -hmm. that do these things to raise the vibration that we um, allow and invite into our lives. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you for providing the space. <laughs> oh, okay. And so we look forward to everybody else coming and, and learning and sharing and uh, participating and uh, sharing energies really is what it's all about, right? Mm, absolutely. So we're going to make sure that that's all up on the website at generationgreenwpg.com. July 3rd, mark it in your date book, 7 to 9 p.m. You got nothing going on. <laughs> so join us there. Allison, any final words? No, just a big, huge thank you for doing this. It's uh, it's something that uh, I think while well, you and and Lisa have been huge in my life and and my healing and my journey, which is not ever going to be over. Um, and I just thank you for it because you have been an integral part of my of my journey, mm -hmm. and I know you have been for many others. So I'm very excited about our workshop. Can't see what's coming next. Thank you, Allison. My pleasure, my honor, truly. Thank you. Okay, until next time, everybody, keep growing, keep blooming, and uh, embrace that wildflower. <laughs> <laughs>